0: Welcome to the Team Engagement Podcast, where leaders of teams share their insights. We discuss five questions in about 15 minutes, and I'm very excited to welcome our guest today. This is Katie Rose. She is the CEO of PINS out of San Diego, California. Katie, thank you so much for joining me today. What would you like the audience to know about PINS?
1: Yeah, thank you, Sean. Thanks for having me. Pins is a web-based application that a variety of industries subscribe to. So our end user has the need to collect and store and track insurance documents from vendors, subcontractors, third parties that they're engaged with. So our software facilitates that process, streamlines it, automates it, makes it a lot easier. A great example of this um, would be airports around the country. LAX, Los Angeles World Airports, uses our software. And they're getting insurance certificates and these documents from everybody that comes onto the property, everybody that lands at the airport, everybody selling cheeseburgers at the airport. So they need a way and a tool to streamline that. And that's what they use our software for. But it's also contractors, property management companies, manufacturers, you name it.
0: I, you and I had obviously spoken previously before we started the recording about what you do. And I just absolutely love this because it's a very unique market, a very unique product that you offer, but wow, what a solution you're providing to a problem that some of us forget even exists, which is having to track all of those kinds of things like insurance that you were just describing, but I love what you do. So thank you. Yeah, It's a
1: oddly large problem, like a systemic problem throughout the country that you wouldn't really know about or think of until you're in that world, but Yeah, it's massive. Every industry, every business has this issue. So it's a great tool.
0: It's great. Well, thank you for doing all of that hard work to take care of folks so that everybody's compliant with what they need to be compliant with. All right, let's get started with our questions. Our first question, Katie, as you've been building your business, what's one challenge that you're especially proud of that you've overcome?
1: I think many things, we've been in business for a long time. I've been doing this for nine years. Um, so depending on the year, my answer changes. As of late, I am really proud of how my team has responded to an ever-changing dynamic of a financial market around us. That's changed, you know, how we approach fundraising for this business, how we approach our product roadmap for the future. So I'm really proud of of that in my team. I think my team has been tremendously hardworking, but also very flexible with the goals that we're setting um, and pivoting, you know, being able to pivot quickly to a new set of priorities. Um, I think that comes from solid leadership, but also just solid team members, just people that understand, you know but you have to be dynamic and flexible in a business that is going through changing times, like going into COVID, coming out of COVID. Um, so I'm really proud of that. I'm really proud of how dynamic the team is and how quick they are to respond to what the oh, company
0: needs. Sounds like you have a great company culture to be able to do all of that. So that's a, that's a very- We do, hats yeah. That's off to you for leading the <laughs> way in that regard. That's
1: off to them. Yeah, they, they're amazing, truly amazing people, yeah.
0: Well, this leads very nicely into question number two, which is, how can leaders help foster creativity within the team or the company?
1: So I think creativity, for me, stems a lot from humor, like having a really good sense of humor throughout the day. I mean, building a business is brutal. There's a lot of words I could use that are more aggressive than brutal, but we're on a recording, so I'll leave it at that. So for me, you know, you have to be creative in how you solve problems, creative in how you approach growing the business, creative in how you hire team members. Um, And I think if you show those team members your sense of humor, it really opens up a door for people to think freely, speak a little bit more freely. And of course, that comes with caution, right? Not everybody's got the same sense of humor, so you have to be careful, but Um, I think really fostering a fun environment, which starts with just, you know, a small little joke, getting people to laugh and loosen up, and then taking that attitude and open mind that's created through humor into a meeting where you're actually solving something a little bit more serious or a little bit more challenging, and you're a bit more relaxed. I think the mental state that humor can create is uh, really collaborative, it's really creative, and it really helps, honestly, solve harder problems and it makes it a bit more fun doesn't always work but i think that's one way of fostering creativity
0: for sure that's a really great insight i don't think i had ever really thought about that and i've studied a lot about how to to create an environment of creativity and that's one that i don't know that i've ever thought you know i've i've, I've uh, certainly thought about keeping it light and being able to have open discussion but letting humor be a source of relief for people I think that's a great insight because I'm the type that I'm kind of like you. I I like a a good joke and and you're right we have to kind of be careful about the timing and the and the the nature of the content yeah certainly <laughs> yeah, all of that but I really like what you're describing though that environment of just you know keep it relaxed and let that creativity flow from that part of the brain that needs to be relaxed if we get too tense our our uh, creativity kind of shuts down a little bit but
1: mm-hmm. great comment
0: I really like that All right, well, question number three, how can leaders help team members trust each other?
1: Yeah, that's a really big one. Um, And, you know, in thinking through these questions before we got on too, I liked your comments to me about, you know, not just trusting in the leader, but each other. Because delegation is, I mean, it's just the critical component to success. You can't scale a business unless you're willing to delegate the work out to other team members, and they have to see that they can delegate the work out as well. And they can trust each other to get things done and talk to one another. So I think just creating a routine opportunity for team members to speak. So, you know, even if two teams don't interface regularly, finding a way to get those people together, finding A reason to have them engage one another for more than just a brief conversation is really important. So just creating that opportunity over and over again and taking yourself as a leader out of it, not needing to be in the meeting, not observing the meeting, Um, giving really clear points of outcomes so that those team members know what you expect, right, as a leader, but then they can lean on each other. So there's like really clear expectations for them amongst themselves you know, around what needs to be achieved, what the goals are, what the timelines are, and then letting them go and do it. I think people will always or are more likely to live up to a goal to meet your expectations if you open up the opportunity. Um, But you have to be really clear, you can't be vague. And you've got to like, you know, give them the way of, of building that trust amongst themselves. So, you know, take yourself out of it and tell them to here's the task, please get it done. I think you guys can do
0: it. That's awesome. I really liked your comment, especially about literally taking yourself out of the meeting and let them have kind of a non-supervised, if you want to call it that, um, discussions where they can learn to kind of rely on each other. I think that's a great insight. Great insight. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Uh, question. Was there something else you were going to add?
1: I think, too, um, if, you know, you're the leader and you're trying to build trust amongst your team members. I think it's okay to put yourself in that room as really like the firm leader, like be okay with the fact that they may not want you in the meeting, that your presence might be too serious that you might be overbearing like, you know, it can be lonely at the top as the leader but that's the best way to create that next leader to, you know. Pull yourself out, be okay with that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, That's a great observation to be okay with not being present. You're still the leader. You don't have to be everywhere all the time. Yeah, but they
1: may not like you in that meeting and the next leader will only show themselves. They'll only come up out of the ashes as the Phoenix if you're not there. So you got to
0: go. Absolutely right. I love that. All right, question number four. Is there an example from your life or work experience where you have had kind of maybe a perceived Failure that actually turned into a win—that you turned it into a win.
1: Yes. So, well, I, yeah, I—I thought of one specific story in thinking of this question. So, back in 2015 or 16, I was cold calling—you uh, know, anybody and everybody—to try to sell this product, and I cold-called Enterprise Rent-A-Car. And they got, uh, eventually, me connected with their risk manager. And she loved the software. She adopted it. But just for one little regional office out in California. And I was talking to her and asking, you know, could I get a recommendation into your corporate office? And um, as the years passed, she ultimately made that recommendation. And we expanded, you know, the use of our software. But initially, when I first met, that corporate office over the phone, and it was just a phone call because you know that back then, which isn't that long ago, the Zoom wasn't as prolific. Right. I was talking to them about you know what we'd achieved and how young our company was, and mm-hmm. the gentleman on the other line, I, in no uh, in no uh, attempt to disgrace to me, sort of chuckled and said, "Like, why don't you call me back in a few years?" And I said, no, let me, let me finish my pitch. And he's like, no, no, call me back in a few years. And so I hung up the phone and I felt so discouraged. I'm like, Oh man, you know, I'm so naive and immature to this business. You know, I can't, I can't drive these deals forward. And I went and talked to my dad about it, who I, you know, built this company with. And he was like, just use it, use it as like the fire, like get, you know, frustrated with how naive you are and get, you know, upset with yourself, be pissed at how young you are and drive the product forward and then call them back. Make sure, you know, you remind them of this conversation in a few years and get that phone call again. So I, I like that story because it really was like that day, I felt like I failed, you know, I had this great opportunity, this meeting I'd been preparing for for weeks, you know, and I got to the meeting and it just kind of laughed me off the phone almost for years later to come back and have expanded, you know, that account and the products doing well with that account and they like the software. So I think that was a really cool, like you failed, but you turned it into something, you turned it into an urgency to do better. You know, you didn't uh, give up.
0: So. Yeah. Oh, I love that story because that is, I I've got to think, and I know I've experienced that in my business but I've got to think that just about every entrepreneur has had that experience, especially in the early days.
1: Because oh, yeah. for, a lot,
0: yeah, for a lot of folks, when they're starting a business, it's either a new service or a new product. Somebody's got to be first. And a lot of folks out there don't want to be first. And so they'll do exactly what that gentleman did and just say, you're going to have to call me back. You know, I, I, I just yeah. I don't want to be your guinea pig or whatever the phrasing is that they use. But hats off to you <laughs> for letting that. And I, and I like what your dad said. Have that fire be there to say, okay. We're not going to let that set us back, and dog on it. We're going to have the determination to call him back later and say, "Okay, now we're ready to have the conversation." And, yeah, um, exactly. Good for He's you like, for "That not, should you know.
1: bother you. That should upset you. You should be pissed." You know, like yeah. you want this, but of course, no one's going to just give it to you. Like right. I really liked his attitude. He was—he was, I guess, willing to listen, but not sympathetic. You know, he wasn't like. Right. You should go feel bad about this. He's like, that's life. That's business. You need to go find a reason for them to take a second call.
0: Yep. Well, and and some will be more open to it than others, but I love mm-hmm. the fact that you did not let that stop you. You let it fire you up. I love that.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I mean, well, every day, day in, day out, I probably have 20 failures and five <laughs> wins, you
0: know? <laughs> well, that's kind of the way it is in life, not just entrepreneurship, <laughs> but I think we're always going to have those days where we're like, oh, this did not go nearly as well as I would have liked. But
1: uh, as long and- as there's a couple wins each day, I'm good. I'm, good. I'm like, yeah, we got a few yeah. wins today. yeah.
0: Build on the positive, right? Mm-hmm. That's awesome. All right, Katie, our last question. Tell us a little bit about your first job. My
1: first job, so my first job was at a uh, pizza place in a town called Sierra Madre, California, where I grew up. The town is um, very small, like three miles by three miles. Everybody knows each other. It's in the foothills, the Sierra Nevada foothills. And Village Pizza hired me to be a, you know pizza gal at the front, um, cutting up slices and serving the patrons of Sierra Madre. And I worked there, I think, until I was maybe I was there 15 or 14 when I started there, probably 15. I think that's the youngest you can be in California to get a job Mm -hmm. and worked there through high school and uh, waited tables ever since. So, yeah, started off my understanding of basic practical economics at a pizza place.
0: Well, (laughs) to me, those are fun stories because now here you are the CEO of a company. And I think that's awesome that you got your start at just a small little pizzeria there. That's, that's what helped you get going there. So yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. And the same owner, um, this wonderful gal in town owns it. And I went in there, me and my sister driving up to see my dad. He still lives in Sierra Madre, him and my stepmom, And so we popped into village pizza. Cause it's like the best pizza, you know, we know of probably just cause we grew up on it <laughs> and that gal was in there and she recognized me and recognized uh, my sister. And I had my little daughter with me and she was so excited to see us and just like, couldn't believe she's like, what are you doing now? You know, <laughs> told her about the company. My sister owns a few businesses too. She's a veterinarian and she just, I don't know. It's, Really nice to have those hometown connections because it reminds you where you're from. And, you know, that woman gave a lot of trust to us. High school kids taught us how to open and close a shop and the importance of integrity and being honest and on time and like principles that you take with you through life. But you don't really appreciate when you're that age.
0: That's a, I, yeah, you've had some really great stories today, Katie. I've really enjoyed this because that experience is that's really heartwarming to me to hear that you went back. And you still have this great relationship with the lady. And I, just, I love that story. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah. All right. Well, Katie, again, thank you for being on the podcast today. How can people find you?
1: Yeah, you can find us uh, by going to pinsadvantage.com. Uh, you can also find me on LinkedIn, Katie Rose from Pins Advantage. Feel free to connect. Um, I'd be happy to talk to anyone about our company or pizza places or, you know, the whole range.
0: <laughs> Very good. Thank you. This is Sean Richards with the Team Engagement Podcast, where leaders of teams share their insights. For more ideas, go to teamengagementpodcast.com, and we also encourage you to subscribe or follow the podcast wherever you may be watching or listening to it. This is Sean Richards again reminding you that you should have humility to learn and then courage to act on what you've learned. Thanks so much for joining us. Have a great day.